0: Hello everyone, and welcome to Bluebeard's Tech Talk. I'm Josh Bentley, and yes, I have a blue beard. I work for SAP, one of the world's largest business software companies, and I'm a developer advocate on our developer relations team. As part of my responsibilities, I talk about the SAP Cloud Platform. One of the goals of this podcast is to connect developers to code they may or may not have been aware of, and they can use it when they're developing their own applications. Another ambitious goal of this podcast is to entertain you. To do that, I'm going to try to have as many interviews as I can with subject matter experts. Okay, let's get started. Okay, everybody. I want to welcome you to another episode of Bluebeard's Tech Talk. This week, I'm excited to have an old friend visiting me. He's not old, but he's a friend I've known a long time. Mr. Mark Wright. How you doing, Mark? Hey, Josh.
1: Good. How are you? Yeah, I guess we're we're probably both about the same, so <laughs> old or wise, whatever you want to cover. Oh,
0: I haven't done the... I'm going to do a bonus episode of the podcast where I actually explain why I have a blue beard, and there's a really good story that goes into it, but the advantage to having the gray hair that I have in my beard is that
1: it just sucks up the dye really well. So, yeah, I'm seasoned for sure. Um, I was going to say, you can call me the gray beard, you can be the blue beard, whatever works. Exactly, exactly. And
0: it is what it is. We just have to embrace it. Steer into the
1: skid. That's right. That's right.
0: So uh, for my audience that doesn't know you, because we've known each other for years, because we both have a bit of a mobile background. And since I think you came from an acquisition, I'll let you explain where you came from and what you work on. But thats I think we've known each other now for well over... Seven or eight years.
1: Yeah, definitely. So, uh, yeah. So I came through the Sybase acquisition. So before that, um, actually, Sybase, uh acquired a company I worked for called Extended Systems. So I've been in the mobility space one way or another for for quite some time, um, dating myself back to Bluetooth dongles and uh, IR um, uh, uh, transfers and things like that. But I've worked in a lot of different. Areas during that time, you know, being uh, through support or services, uh, pre-sales, and that's where Josh and I actually got a chance to meet. So when I was, when Sybase acquired us, um, or when SAP acquired Sybase, I was leading up an effort uh, through our global mobility SWAT team. Uh, And that SWAT team was meant to enable SAP pre-sales and other teams uh, on our mobility platform, right? So, which was at that time, Sybase mobile platform, as well as Afaria. Uh, And as you introduced yourself in your first podcast, you were very familiar with Afaria and got your learnings there. So, we kind of met through uh, different engagements that uh, Josh was supporting and uh, later uh, on the pre-sales team. So.
0: For those who don't know, my, one of my favorite things about Afaria was that when I was starting to use it and talk to people about it in a pre-sales capacity, they were like, so I have to use a Mac browser to to use this? I'm like, no, it's not Safari. It's
1: Afaria. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, so it was- yeah, yeah. I think we got a bunch Nobody. I don't even know if anybody... I can't even remember where the name Afaria came from. Somebody told me some time ago, but uh, I can't... Yeah, there, there's a lot of background to that product.
0: If I knew somebody in marketing and in international relations I could find out the whole process but apparently you have to be careful what words you choose because it's going to be translated so as a multinational company you have to be careful you say one thing in one language it's not the right thing in another so
1: that's right yep yep that's why we have our uh, our the sap teams can choose the product names now so we'll we'll let them deal with it (laughs)
0: exactly so uh okay uh that's what you work on in the past when we met but what are you working on now at a high level and then i'll ask you a few questions
1: yeah, so I run our um, what's what's deemed as a customer office. Um, we all know there's lots of different customer teams, customer success teams, uh, in SAP and just uh, you know in companies in general. But more specifically, I our customer office is tied to the development organization. Uh, which is now the uh, extensions team. But um, that gives me the ability to work with our partners, work with our customers, but really be kind of a voice uh, voice of our customers that go into development. So I'll work with uh, customers who once they've, purchase products to help them get uh, contacts into development. If they need to work with people like you, Josh, or uh, your team, as well as the product management team or chief product owners uh, and kind of really just be that uh, voice from a a development instead of kind of a sales uh, focused organization.
0: So let me ask a follow up on that. So you said you were part of the higher level words you use with customer team or what'd you call it?
1: Customer office.
0: Yep. Customer office. How does that fit into the SAP organization? To somebody who barely knows what SAP is.
1: Yeah. yeah. So we. So we're part of SAP Cloud Platform, right? So from a board level, that reports into Jürgen Mueller, uh and then down to Gunter Rothmel, who under or owns all of SAP Cloud Platform. Now there is a customer office underneath uh, Gunter, who oversees everything in uh, Cloud Platform. Uh, similarly, uh, I focus just on what's it falls into the extensions product line
0: okay so that's when you said that you're focusing on your extensions team yep okay gotcha yeah so when I look at that it means you are going to focus on extensions integrations which has been the cloud platform's bread and butter for several years I care about that from a perspective of AWS I focus heavily on promoting AWS in our cloud integrations with them because there's a lot of AWS customers who are also SAP customers, but they don't know how to connect the things together. So that's what I think is going to keep you busy is the more that we have customers moving to the cloud, they're going to be on one of the three, in America, three big cloud service providers.
1: For sure. Yeah. So, I mean, we're, um, so running on uh, all the hyperscalers, right? So whether it be Amazon, AWS, whether it be uh, Google Cloud, uh, we're also focused even in, Uh, The Asia market with Alibaba, so the nice thing about uh, our team is that we want to run um, on all the hyperscalers, right? So mobile itself has always been kind of a leader on the Cloud Foundry uh, platform, being one of the first services to support Cloud Foundry on SAP's platform, but as well as uh, on all these other major um, hyperscalers. So we feel also the extension teams or the extension products like Cap, IBPM, uh, Ui5, all those are following suit as well. Um, and we look uh, look like we're we're well on our way to support um, those solutions. And we we see the flexibility, right? That's a big thing is being able to. Um, give customers that are running on an Amazon can choose Amazon as their, uh, as their service provider Um, and uh, mobile and all the solutions underneath that are going to be ready to provide that.
0: Okay. Got you. So definitely a lot of integration with the hyperscalers, but if I could jump back up to the first thing we're talking about, which was the larger extension story, you mentioned cap and I think there's some other stuff work zone. I've heard you mentioned other phone calls. What is that about?
1: yeah so so the so extensions uh, like you said has been around for quite some time um giving customers ability to connect to multiple different backends third party providers what we've done is actually consolidate uh extensions under uh one umbrella and that's gonna uh, allow us to uh be a lot more cohesive uh, a lot more harmonized solution giving you a suite of tools and all those tools. It includes Cap, so our cloud application programming model, uh, IBPM, which is the business process management tools for workflows and business processes, UI5, mobile, CFLP, and like what you asked for, uh, SAP Work Zone. SAP Work is going to be a new uh, a tool that uh, allows you to do collaboration, uh, similar to what you may have seen in Jam, but actually bringing that uh, to a whole new um, solution where we bring a lot of these things, workflow, UI. UI5, UI5 integration cards, uh, mobile, all into a, uh, a platform that allows you to design uh, collaboration worksheets and extend um, the ability to connect to third-party systems like SuccessFactors or Ariba or integration with Microsoft Teams. Uh, so we're pretty excited about that, but I mean, the bigger picture is really these this extension organization giving uh, the ability for developers to focus on creating multi-experience solutions. Right, so uh, these these are solutions that can come in in lots of different entry points, whether it be uh, through chatbot, through IoT, through web, through mobile. Um, we see this as a uh, a big win for our developer community, trying to bring the synergies of these solutions together.
0: You made me think of multi-channel, which is something that I've heard SAP use in the past is multi channel multi-channel.
1: Yeah, and so, so we, we've we started to use a little bit more um, called multi-experience, right? And this is more where Gartner's kind of focusing. Um, so multi-channel, omni-channel, were you know, the ability to maybe do one or two. But now what you want to do is be able to have a, a full multi-experience. So yes, you can run on multiple channels, like, you know, through a chat bot or through a mobile device, uh, but you also be, have to let the users choose their experience. So whether they um, are uh, on a mobile device out in the uh, out in the field or whether they're you know on a laptop as an accountant all day or something like that uh, then they should be able to actually tailor their experience based off of what channel they're actually using
0: gotcha and I want to go back real quick because I know I know yep. IPBM and I know cap but I don't know CFLP that well or
1: maybe I just so, you, you do? So, it's Central Fiori Launchpad, right? Ah, so, uh, okay. Uh, not, not there yet, so I guess I should have said CFLP and FLP. So, CFLP yeah. is really the next extension of uh, FLP, and that, that'll that actually be part of, uh, you'll be able to bring CFLP into WorkZone, or run CFLP as your, as your new launch pad, especially uh, with our S4 customers.
0: Okay. And because you mentioned Cloud Foundry earlier, I want to make sure it wasn't tied yep. into either Kubernetes or containers. Cause when you had that C and like CF, Cloud Foundry, <laughs> okay. Right.
1: Yep. Yeah. No, central. Yeah. so Yeah.
0: Because <laughs> for those who aren't reading along, right. it maybe it's a, a spelling thing. You see CF next to each other. So. That's true. Very genial anyway. Yep. All right. So <laughs> as we're, uh, we're doing an audio only podcast, I want to make sure I pointed that out. <laughs> Good point. Um, and then you mentioned mobile, right? So even through mobile cards out there. I want to talk about iOS a little bit as well, but mobile sure. cards, I've known yep. them for years, but what about yep. somebody who works for AWS or works with AWS technology and they're hearing about SAP's cloud platform? I'm like, why is he talking about a mobile card? What is that?
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. So mobile cards are pretty cool, right? They're, it's a really lightweight uh, container. Um, so uh, if you think about the um on your Apple wallet or your um, a, a Android devices where you have a wallet as well where you're having um, your Starbucks card or your uh, flight tickets or you know even your your chase credit card, things like that that's really a consumer grade uh, wallet. Um, now, what we did was actually take the concept of a wallet and make it enterprise grade, uh, and that's where SAP Mobile Cards comes into play. Where you can ha- you can connect to all kinds of different backend systems, whether it be I- I've actually worked with a customer that uh, connects to an S3 bucket right in AWS to pull in uh, SQL data uh, from a backend system, and what they want to do is actually show store performance. So you know store performance. It may, it may be a big deal, but what if you just want to see the daily performance in a in a quick format? And that's where Cards comes in, where you can just do a screenshot, basically look at quick data, relevant information, flip it to the back of the card to see details. Uh, but really the powerful uh, idea behind Cards is also approvals. So if I want to do like a vacation approval or PO approval, um, or we're seeing things like um, being able to do uh, approvals on job promotions, where you can push the these cards out to your mobile device. You can quickly look it up, you can take an action on it, and then you can it, it submits it to the back end. And really being able to do this in a single application against you know, uh, SAP backends, our line of business solutions, but also a lot of different third parties is a really powerful solution uh, on our cards front.
0: Oh, that's awesome. And that ties into the yep. same conversation we're having about the Fiori Launchpad because the same access yep. you would have from Fiori you're getting from a mobile device in a very uh, three clicks or less, really.
1: Yeah, yeah, and what's really cool too, moving forward, like the Fiori tiles, right? they're also, Fiori and our UI5 team is starting to do things, uh, what they call UI5 integration cards. So now you have these quick cards that you can throw up as a Fiori tile, but then you can actually enable that card to be sent to your mobile cards application as well. So you kind of have these cards sitting in the browser, uh, you can push the Fiori card or these UI5 cards out to your mobile device, and then it can be um, there are, uh, offline and ready for use.
0: Are those being written in Kotlin and, and Swift as well as UI5? How does that work?
1: No, most of the, so the mobile cards and UI5 Fiori cards are written just using uh, JavaScript typically, uh, right? So very simple HTML JavaScript uh, development and they're really lightweight. Right, So, I mean, if you get into the Kotlin and into Swift development, you're looking more at a native full, uh, full-fledged full kind of application. Uh, with the cards, UI5 cards, Fiori apps, we're trying to keep it simple. So we uh, typically see customers developing with like JavaScript, uh, as well as some HTML and CSS.
0: Okay. And I asked that because I know uh, Kevin Musick did a podcast with me already talking about some stuff with iOS SDK, but yep. you've got such a big mobile background as you've answered so many questions already about mobility. What is a developer going to get to take advantage of in the mobile space from your team?
1: Yeah, no, I'm glad you asked. Um, So as you said, Kevin's obviously leading our efforts from the developer evangelist for uh, iOS SDK. And we're going to continue to focus on our native uh, development regardless, uh, both on Android and uh, iOS platforms. um, Because you get the best user experience, best performance. Um, You've heard from Kevin or you will be hearing from Kevin that you get to, you know, now you can develop an iOS application and run it on uh, Mac through the catalog. List. But really, the reason we focus on native is also because that builds a foundation for us. So uh, all of our tools now we're trying to push forward are things like mobile development kit. Mobile development kits are a RAD tool. Uh, they plugs into Web ID. It'll also support the new uh, Business Application Studio, and it gives a developers ability to uh, quickly develop an application through drag and drop using fiori forms and fiori flows uh, to be able to create the application talking to any back end system through the odata framework but it also develops a it creates a native application for you so you get an ios application you get an android application and That is done because we put so much work in the foundation of our native uh, SDKs. And and we see that as kind of the way customers are moving forward because they may not have expertise, but they want to develop sophisticated applications. And you can kind of look at what those look like if you go and look at the SAP Asset Manager. uh, Mm -hmm. That was built on Mobile Development Kit. Nice.
0: All right, so one day I'm going to record one of these. It takes less than 10 minutes, but it's so easy to talk about this (laughs) stuff. It's so detailed, right? But it's also fun because it's... It's, it's real functional things that people are doing with the code that aren't just use cases because you're talking about customer experiences the whole time. Right. So even though you're talking about new features, I love the fact that everything you're mentioning, I know customers are using it. So Yeah, yeah, it's
1: it great. Fun. Yeah, I, you, you and I probably could talk for hours and hours.
0: <laughs> uh, well, that's uh, a punishment for one of us, I'm sure. Exactly. <laughs> uh, I really appreciate your time. I wanted to ask if you could real quickly, like you threw out a lot of acronyms, a lot of different things. So what are a couple of things you just want to highlight that people should remember from this podcast and what is something they can follow up on to learn more?
1: Yes, certainly. So, I mean, I think, you know, as we we talked about, the extensions team is really looking Forward to seeing what customers can do with the, you know, with CAP, with our integration into uh, mobile, into UI5. So, kind of just a paradigm of starting from uh, needing a back end to be able to push it out to uh, different endpoints. Uh, we, we see a lot of good things. So, make sure you look into, you know, what CAP is, what IBPM is, what we have for mobile. Uh, and secondly, I, obviously, I have a, a pretty big passion uh, with mobile. We've got a lot of great things coming out, not just to MDK and our native. SDKs, but take a look at our new transaction bridge as well as the uh, business backend uh, tools that you can get started on for a a really good user experience on your mobile uh, devices.
0: Uh, Very cool. So I'm super involved as a developer advocate. Our team's part of the SAP community, so we know that we've got communities.sap and and we've also got our developers.sap.com website to go and actually do tutorials. So I'm assuming there's good tutorials out there that you guys have built as product owners.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Our product management team's really done a good job. So take a look at the developer.sap.com. You can look up mobile services, you can look up some cap, some Fiori, um, stuff, uh, business workflows are starting to uh, build things out there. So I really encourage people, especially when they want to get their hands dirty uh, to take a look at these tutorials.
0: Nice. All right. Well, that's all I had. Anything else you want to share?
1: No, I think that's great, Josh. And I appreciate you doing this.
0: I appreciate you coming on the podcast and I look forward to talking to you again soon once you guys release more stuff. Yep, sounds good. Talk to you later. Have a good rest of your week. Thanks, Josh. You too. Bye. Okay, everybody. Hope you enjoyed that podcast with my friend Mark Wright. In two weeks, we've got another episode coming out with my friend and colleague, Rich Heilman. Rich is going to talk to us about Steampunk and the ABOP restful programming model. So please join us in two weeks and give that episode a listen. Talk to you later. Bye. Bluebeard's Tech Talk has been brought to you by your host, Bluebeard, also known as Josh Bentley. And while I work for SAP, these opinions are not an official SAP stance. They are my own opinions and my own conversations. Thanks. Hope to see you next time on Bluebeard's Tech Talk.